don't tell me after the fact that, you know, I'd rather have you tell me what's on your mind as we're going through things uh, because it's all I care about is giving our kids the best experience that we possibly can. Welcome to Hoop Nerds with Billy Kegler, presented by the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. We talk to coaches, athletes, and more to learn from their stories and apply learning lessons to improve each individual and stimulate growth for your program, team, staff, and self. Follow along as we explore success and failure in route to improving the game of basketball. Coach Tharp, welcome to the Hoop Nerds. Yeah, Billy, I appreciate it. Thank you. We were chopping it up a bit before we hit record, and I thought we better stop and start recording because this is too good to not let the fans listen in on. So let's go back in time. Hit my rewind button. And tell me about the first time you coached something, anything, and a memory that sticks with you from that experience. Yeah, you know what, Billy? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start and, and tell you the, 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 the night that I got offered Lawrence University. I was, I was at Beloit College. I was assistant coach for three years. I was 24 years old. Um, that we were that we got the job at Lawrence University and, and you know my wife and I were we were we were engaged at that time and 24 years old uh, and, and got offered that job and you know just I've had so many incredible experiences have met amazing people uh, because of the game of basketball from John Wooden uh, to Pat Riley sitting down face to face with some of the great ones and, and Bobby Knight and things and and, you know, you continue to get older. I mean, doing it as long as I have, you, you realize all the great things that this sport um, has provided. And, uh, you know, there's just so many great memories with, with players uh, over 29 years of doing this and, and great experiences. And, you know, there's been some tough losses, right? And those some, sometimes those tough losses stay with you as much as any, any great win that you have. But uh, it's been an incredible ride and uh, really proud of the, the men that, that I've had a chance to coach over the last 29 years. What was it about the college game that drew you in to want to coach at that level? Yeah, you know, it, it was it, everybody. People ask me, like, you know, did you always want to coach? And the answer has been yes. Um, and to be honest, Billy, I don't know what I would have been able to do <laughs> if I didn't coach. So I went to Beloit College. I stayed and got a master's degree in teaching. I taught for three years at a at a Beloit Catholic. Um, you know, I was teaching. I was the assistant coach. Uh, and the college level is something that, that I, I thought that I, you know, what, that's what I wanted to do. And to be honest with you, my goal was to climb, right? My goal was to climb. Uh, and, you know, I took over Lawrence, and, and like I said, in 2000, or 90, 1994, three years out of college. And, you know, um, I was going to try to turn that program around as quick as possible and continue to climb. Well, uh, my wife and I, you know, we, we, we had our first child, uh, and, and things changed for me. My perspective changed and what I thought was important. Uh, and having my mom and dad in Sheboygan and my wife's parents in Plymouth, and we spent uh, 13 glorious years at Lawrence University in Appleton and had a lot of success uh, there. Uh, and then I, I, I knew, you know, this state and this state, um, with Division three basketball, I still think it's the best state for Division three basketball. Uh, we got beat, I think it was in 2003 in the Elite Eight by Stevens Point. 2005, we were the number one ranked team in the country. And, 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 and I just knew that was, I was going to struggle, you know, kind of sustaining that. So I left in 2007 with two of my best, some of my best teams coming up. 
Um, but it was it was time. It, it was time. I needed a, we needed a new challenge um, and a new focus. And when I had an opportunity to go to Hillsdale, I really didn't understand what Division Two basketball was. Uh, and I walked into that uh, to Hillsdale, and and I'll never forget this. Um, we in the fall, uh, Grand Valley a team in our league beats Michigan State, and Finley a team in our league uh, beat Ohio State in exhibition basketball. And I came home, and I I must have had this look in my face. And my wife goes, what's wrong? And I said, honey, I'm not sure what we just got ourselves into. Uh, and she goes, well, what do you mean? And I explained to her what just happened. And, uh, you know, but we've been, now, we've been there for 16 years, and it's, it's been an incredible experience. You just mentioned you didn't fully understand what Division II basketball was. So I'm curious if you could give us your perspective in your mind what Division II basketball encompasses. Yeah, for for you know, for me, when when we walked in there, you know, I, I've you know I've been blessed to to see great teams here uh, in in the state of Wisconsin, right? For me, growing up, uh, it was you know the Dick Bennett uh, Green Bay teams, and um, you know I had a chance to see you know play against both Platteville teams when I was at Lawrence, saw those guys up close, uh, and and you know the the Division Two level. Um, that we kind of walked into, you see, you see a lot of you see a lot of uh, Division One transfers uh, that are kind of coming, you know, coming in, uh, and and like you know any other level when you kind of go up, it's they're, they're you know a little bigger, um, a little quicker, uh, a little stronger, and it's 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 kind of like seeing these best. Wisconsin State schools, right? The best, the UW Oshkosh is the um, Platteville's, the Whitewaters, right? It's it's almost like seeing those guys every single night, uh, and so great basketball, um, you know, well coached, and and um, you know, I've had a chance, like I said, to see some guys that have been really, really special, and uh, so yeah, kind of the difference. I'm intrigued about your coaching journey and something that you believed earlier in your career that you've changed because you learned something or you were presented new information throughout your journey. You know, Billy, if you, if you would have told me in, in the first, uh, you know, 20 plus years of my coaching, would you ever zone? I would have stared at you and, you know, and, you know, said, you know, heck no, right. Stubborn. You again, how I was raised, um, and what this, you know, this state in particular. Um, so we've zoned more, um, these last three, four, five years than we have my first 24 years, uh, together, uh, combined. And so, uh, we don't live in it where you don't far from that, but, but I think it's, it's for me, um, uh, you know, I'm a little less stubborn uh, with that. And I've had some great conversations with some of the best man-to-man coaches in the country uh, about that. And, you know, I've given my reasons why at times we do it. And I haven't convinced some of those great <laughs> coaches to, to mix a zone in. But, but we, we, we'll zone a little bit at times if we need to. Would you mind sharing why you mix it in? If I think for whatever reason... Uh, we're not as athletic as the majority of the teams that we see. And, you know, with all the high ball screen stuff that's occurring right now in, in, in college basketball and pro, it's, it's what the game is being played, to be honest with you. Um, if I think we're really struggling with, with keeping something in front of us, uh, we'll, 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 we'll mix some zone in. And, and just to slow people down at times and to make people think a little bit more. Um, that, that's one. Two, if I think they're, somebody's in, just in a great rhythm. Um, and we're struggling defensively. And mind you, we've been pretty good defensively, and so we're, we're one of the better teams uh, defensively in the league and, and in the country. Uh, but if I feel like we're, I need to slow somebody down, I need to get somebody out of rhythm, 
Um, we'll, we'll, we'll zone a little bit at times. We'll mix a little press in at times even with that 30-second shot clock. And with the three-point line continued to move back, uh, some of the percentages right now in college basketball are starting to, you know, they're dropping a little bit. So it, it's our way um, for us maybe to survive some of these, you know, downhill teams. These guys are going to try to get downhill on us. And, and, it, and at times it's just, you know, uh, you're gonna laugh about it. We don't, we don't practice it a lot, but our guys, our guys enjoy it. They, 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 they for whatever reason, at times uh, their energy level sometimes even picks up with it. And you know, we get a stop. Uh, we've won some games though that I honestly think that we would not have won if we did not, uh, we didn't have the zone. You talk about drivers and athletes getting downhill. So what zone are you using to best thwart against them getting downhill and getting to the rim? Times with our with two three zone, we'll 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 tandem up on top. We'll get real aggressive at the wings um, if they're not overloading corners. Some of these guys, they're not overloading corners very often, and so sometimes late game, late game, we'll turn to one two two if we need to protect the arc, and we get pretty wide with that, and 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 it's you know again has helped us win some games, and so. Uh, we've run with certain people. If if we see something that's a real pattern, they're they're real pattern with their with their offense, um, and they're real simple. Uh, at times, we'll almost start matching up with it, and it may show it may look like a zone for the first 15 seconds of the shot clock, and and then we'll uh, we may come out of that, and all of a sudden we're man to man. And so we played with it. It, it. You know, again, it's nothing magical, it's nothing great. Um, but, you know, you asked the question, that's something, something we would never would have done, uh, you know, for my first 20-plus years as a head coach. To me, it sounds like it's a little bit scouting report-based. So what sorts of things are you putting in your scouting report that are determining the changes that you're making within the game? As many listeners know, I spent over six years as a general manager at Just the Game Fieldhouse in Wisconsin Dells. I was able to spend time talking hoops with coaches like Tom Izzo, along with high school and youth coaches, in addition to meeting some basketball legends, including my childhood favorite, Sam Elke, who is in the WBCA Hall of Fame and High School Basketball Museum, located at Just the Game Fieldhouse, which is a must-visit for any true hoop nerd. They also play host to the WBCA All-Star Games and Coaches Clinic every year. Just the Game hosts over 70 basketball and volleyball tournaments annually and is a great place to play for teams of all ages and ability levels. You can't beat all Wisconsin Dells has to offer in your free time. The Fieldhouse also has two sister companies in Just the Game Impressions and Just the Game Live. Just the Game Impressions specializes in customized screen printing and embroidery and promotional products. They serve businesses, schools, sports teams, and more. Just the Game Live takes pride in providing affordable and simple live streaming solutions for venues or programs of all kinds. Inquire today for more information. For more info on everything Just the Game has to offer, check them out at justthegamefieldhouse.com. You know, it's a big debate that we have uh, every year. We have incredibly intelligent kids. It's, it's the strength of our program. We have these incredible kids um, that can, can absorb a lot. And um, our scouting reports are pretty heavy. And, and a lot of people will probably walk in and go, Coach, you're doing way too much. Probably my paranoia, but it's something that our kids can handle. You know, we, we have the type of kids that if a play is called out, uh, that somebody's running against us, our guys most likely will know that play. And if our opposing team's not running it right, our guys may try to help them, <laughs> help them get in the right positions. Uh, it's just the type of guys that we have. It's our way. And again, it's, 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 well, what's our strength at Hillsdale College? Uh, we're not as athletic as the majority of the teams that we see. So we have high IQ, really bright guys that can absorb a lot. 
we're never giving them so much where they're paralyzed, right? Uh, but they, they know, you know, the strengths of, of, of teams that we're playing against and things that we want to do to try to take those strengths away. Does not always happen, uh, but th- that's not because we're not prepared for what we're about to see. When you say paralyzed, I think paralysis by analysis. And what plays into that occasionally is analytics. So are you sharing some of the analytics that you're using with your players? And if so, how? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, it, again, it not, nothing real magical. Um, it's, you know, some of the three-point shooting percentage, obviously, right? You know, what's happening. Offensive rebounding, big um, free throw shooting. Um, is is how many free throws are people taking? We focus. We have focused the last five or six years so much in limiting three point shots made, uh, and and so uh, you know we're averaging about probably our goal is no no more than six a game that we allow, and when we have that type of success, uh, we're winning some games, and so we're really conscious of 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 uh, player strengths, and our guys know we know you know who's going to shoot it. And at our level, we really see a guy that can do both incredibly well. It's not something that we see. Um, and, you know, we're, 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 we're so we, – we know when, when teams don't want to get past 15 seconds on the shot clock, right? And those are the things that we're talking about with, with our guys. And they're aware of it, um, strengths, and, strengths of teams. And we'll adjust some things man-to-man based on some of the things that we want. All the dribble drive stuff, the double gap stuff, everything that you see in the high ball screen – um, you know, we'll, we'll mix our ball screen defenses up based on, can, you know, can the four shoot it? You know, who, who's really trying to get downhill? All of those things. I, again, I wish I could be, this is exactly who we are, and we're going to be exactly this game in, game out. And it's not something that's our, our strength. What you're talking about, though, is playing to your strengths and fitting it to your needs. There are plenty of teams who have this situation where it's not a square peg, square hole. Sometimes you're maneuvering things that don't fit perfectly. With that comes adaptability and coaching. So with that, what are you doing to learn and educate yourself on a daily basis? Well, you know, a, a lot of this type of stuff, right? The conver- you know, there's so many great, great conversations that are being had on podcasts and um, so many different things from a video perspective. And, and, and uh, I have certain people in my life that I can run things by and, and I can have those conversations with those people. And, you know, one thing um, I'm always I'm always worried about: Am I adapting to you know the new trends of, of basketball? And also the idea of how do I balance that and also maintaining some of this old schoolness of what we are. Uh, and and so there's there's a great flexibility that at times that I need to be, but but also maintaining who we are. I know what our formula is, uh, and and you know that's that's the idea that that you have to be. As a head coach, uh, you know, I have to self-evaluate, you know. And so a lot of times, you know, if things aren't going right, the, the, the first conversation that needs to be had is usually with myself uh, and, and to try to figure that out because, Billy, for me, I don't want to let my guys down. I, I don't want – I do not want to let my guys down. I want to make sure our preparation is great. Uh, I want to make sure that I'm having conversations with some of the best minds in all of college basketball um, and, and having these real conversations with these guys. And it's a blast when you're talking to some of these people and they're having some of the same issues or the same conversations or the same concerns. And so um, so that's what, that's what I do. And, and like, but there's some things that are not negotiable. What does a self-evaluation look like? Is it a checklist? Is it a certain person you reach out to every time? Usually, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, um, you know, the, it's the one thing that I wish I could be better at. Uh, losing just 
kills me. And, 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 you know, of course we use it as motivation and we, but, but it's the idea of what, what, what were we doing leading up to a particular game? Well, you know, what were, what were our practices like? What, what were the things that we were, what were we stressing? You know, did we, did we put the last win to bed? Did we put the last loss to bed? And did we focus on the moment that we had? Um, it, it can be, you know, watching a, watching a game going, what, what, was, what was I thinking in that substitution? Or, you know, man, we should have done that. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, we, it's always easier after the fact, right? And, and as I continue to get older, you know, I've, I've tried to, you know, try to forgive myself at times when things aren't going uh, as well, right. Uh, but it's it's you know the, that that's the first start. Then you know then it's my staff, right? The people that I rely on most, and you know it's it's that conversation. So my office is this gigantic office, and we have you know three other guys in there, and we uh, we get after it together, and everything is discussed, um, and everything is thought out. Uh, and I always tell them this, and I'm a big believer in this. Don't tell me after the fact that you know I'd rather have you tell me what's on your mind um, as we're going through things uh, because it's all I care about is giving our kids the best experience that we possibly can. You mentioned other coaches that you referenced. So can you tell me about a mentor that you have or had in your life and a lesson that you learned from them that you use on a regular basis? I've been incredibly lucky from the people that I had a chance to to uh, play under. Tom Desitel at Sheboygan North is is one of the all-time greatest um, uh, basketball minds. I played for a guy named Bill Napton at Bullock College, a guy that won 580 games. Uh, and and both those guys, this whole this whole state of Wisconsin has affected my life. You know, my 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 still I consider this home. Uh, and then I have a coaching tree that's as good as it gets. You know, Pat Yuckham at Wash U played for me. He was an assistant coach for me. And uh, a guy named Dan Evans uh, was at North Georgia. Uh, Mike DeGeorge at Colorado Mesa. Uh, and, you know, the list continues. And so I rely on a few of those guys. And, and sometimes it's it's to reassure when I, if I feel like I need to, you know, to be reassured. Uh, and, and most of the time it's just I need honest conversations with people. And so... Uh, you know, listen, I always believe this. You, you learn so much from people, and sometimes you also learn what you don't want to be, right? And all of these experiences that I had growing up in Sheboygan, playing for my dad at one time growing up, and then Coach Desitel, the Coach Napton, and, you know, I, I took over at 24 years old, and I don't know what they were doing thinking about hiring, you know, hiring me, but we were blessed to go to the Elite Eight this year, and I got this text exchange of a lot of my former Lawrence guys, right, sent this text message to me. And uh, those are the things that are such a memorable experience, right? And, and you need to have those moments once in a while to go, this is why I coach, you know, uh, to affect positive you know, changes in people's lives. I love that. And it would be a great way to wrap up. But we have to end on a non-basketball-related question. So if you could obtain one superhero power, what would it be, and what would you do with that superhero power? Okay, great question. Great question. I, I would. I, I think. <laughs> I think being invisible yeah, would be would be incredible because I, for me, I, I would love to be in the rooms of some of these great thinkers and and some of these great leaders across the country. I've always said this. I wish I could have a sabbatical, right, um, and have a chance to be in the locker rooms. Of, of different coaches 
uh, and to, to see them in those situations. Uh, I think there's so much learning that can be that could be done uh, with that. Uh, and so for me, it would be like I said, it would be great. I would you know I'd love to be able to be uh, you know I would love to be a part of some of these these uh, these great thinkers and great leaders uh, within within our country. Coach, thank you for coming on the Hoop Nerds, and thank you for sharing with us. And best of luck this season. Thanks, Billy. Appreciate it. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been associated with their products for a few years now, and I'm really impressed by their innovative and user-friendly shooting machines. They also are great people with tremendous customer service. It's no wonder why they have become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com and at drdishbball on social media. Be sure to mention WBCA when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off any commercial purchase.